You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your holiday host, Harrison Lee, and I have a Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy the show and want to stay tuned for the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so will not cost you a single penny and ensures you never miss another episode. On tonight's show, I wanted to do something a little bit different. We, uh, you know, we're not going to have the Olympics next year. The NHL is sitting this one out, so I don't actually know what players are going to show up. Maybe they'll have some, like, college kids or something. Probably not. Uh, but I could see some, like, kind of pro players and maybe some prospects filtering in. Maybe a couple of NCAA guys. I don't think too, too many. But with all of the restrictions, if you test positive for COVID and the likelihood that Omicron will run rampant in the Olympics uh, locker rooms and stuff... I don't honestly know how many players are going to go over there. So it might be more folks on the European side of things, um, those who are playing in Germany or in some of the other smaller leagues in, in Sweden and certainly in Finland. Maybe they'll make the journey because they may not have the same length of travel distance. I mean, it's still pretty far, and obviously a lot of those guys, they are definitely in season for most of their teams. So I don't know what that whole situation will look like. I know for the NHL, though, it's definitely a no-go. And it got me thinking about what the NHL is going to do as a response. You know, the last time the league sat out out of the NHL, they did the World Cup of Hockey. And if you watched that, you had a blast. That was a very fun competition. We had some super cool and super unique teams that you're not really going to see elsewhere. Um, Team Europe, of course, was one of the more quirky ones, I guess. It was comprised of all of these European players, um certainly from, uh, you know, some very interesting nations, nations that don't really have enough players in the NHL to assemble like a full competitive lineup. And most of these guys were older veteran players. So it was a, you know, like an older experienced European roster with Paul Maurice as the head coach. And it made it all the way to the finals. I forget who actually won that year, but uh, that squad, Team Europe, put up a surprisingly tough fight. But when you've got guys like Anze Kopitar leading the way, it's kind of hard to argue against that. Of course, the league has not announced anything uh, as far as like another World Cup of Hockey is concerned, but I thought it would be kind of cool to take a look at what these rosters might look like if we had a, a similar tournament happen again. I don't know if they're going to do like the under 23 or under 24 Team North America thing. That was very cool, but that obviously that might be like a one-time sort of gimmick. I'd much prefer it wasn't because I think those were some of the most exciting moments of the tournament when Team North America got to play at all. But as you may recall, they uh, unfortunately did not get to the finals, and so we only got them for a little bit, but they were super fun while we had them. Thinking ahead, though, you know, if we're looking at rosters again, it is going to be a different scene this time around. We have a lot of newcomers who might break the lineups. We have some players that I think are, are very interesting candidates, and you know, I was kind of thinking about Team Canada. You know, Canada has always been a powerhouse at every international tournament. 
Obviously, so long as the roster selection is appropriate, it's really hard to bet against this team. But with so many choices, I think it's actually pretty difficult to figure out who makes the cut. We're going to start off with the goaltending because this, for me, is probably one of the bigger questions with this team. I don't really know who would traditionally fill this role since it's not likely that Carey Price would be back for a tournament. Maybe he does come back, but, you know, right now he's focusing on his own health, and I think that's very important. So in lieu of his potential absence, there are a couple of other interesting candidates. One that could get the nod is Carter Hart, who, you know, Carter, he's had a little bit of an up-and-down start to his NHL career. I think a lot of what happened in the uh, the first couple of seasons, it was rocky, right? He had a, a very fun rookie season, and then his sophomore year, everything kind of went to poo. You know, that was a really rough season. Things kind of went off the rails, and it seemed like he just wasn't even a professional-level goalkeeper. And so there were questions for the uh, the Flyers as to what to even do about the situation, but the ultimate decision was, well, kind of nothing. I mean, there wasn't really anything you could do. It's not like the Flyers have tons of really good NHL backup goalies. It's basically Carter Hart and whoever else sort of steps up. So I think he would be an interesting shout because this year he has been astoundingly good, maybe one of the best seasons of his career. I don't know that it's super sustainable. Maybe he's going to blossom into the talent that people kind of thought he might be. It's hard to say with him, but he is an option there if a bit on the younger side. I could also see Tristan Jari maybe getting a shot at it. Jari, again, is another netminder who has had kind of a rockier start to his NHL career. Kind of got thrown to the wolves with the pens, but this season he's really started to find his feet and looks like a legitimate NHL starter, maybe even a very good one. I think Jari's got a shot at uh, certainly being a backup of a sort. I don't know if he would be the lead starter. He would probably be better than most of the candidates to be the number one, but you know how Team Canada can be. You know, they've got some of their veteran experienced guys that they want to give the role to, and so that's kind of who they stick with. And that kind of leads to one name that I think could be an option as the starter, and that is Cam Talbot. Now, I, I don't know if Talbot's recent performance is going to turn people off of him. He had a couple of really good seasons with the Wild, including a season that was, you know, last year basically Vesna Caliber. This year, though, things have kind of fallen off, and I, I sort of wonder if Talbot maybe kind of peaked last season, and this year this is more of what we should really expect from him. I still think that he could be pretty decent. He's an experienced veteran netminder. He's been with a couple of different teams, and uh, his overall numbers, they're not usually terrible. I just don't know if he's better than some of the younger kids, but if they're looking for, like, an older veteran studying presence, I guess they could turn to him. I don't know. The thing with Canada is that there aren't as many, like, outstanding netminders that have, like, pedigree. There's Mackenzie Blackwood, who could be an option. You've got Matt Murray, who's kind of been pretty uh, pretty rough recently. Maybe Chris Dreiger. But, you know, generally speaking, not a lot of really high-end elite names. And I don't know who would supplant the role of number one starter, just because there's not really many choices. You, you could go with, like, a Holtby or a Flurry, and Holtby would be certainly an interesting option. Braden has had a bit of a bounce-back season this year. But other than that, really tough to say. Goaltending may be the one big weakness of this Canadian roster, and there are very few weaknesses, so to speak. So with that in mind, it would be very important to choose wisely on defense. And in just a moment, we'll take a look at what blue liners I think could make this team and, uh, you know, hopefully give their, their net miners a bit more support. 
But before we go on any further, I thought you should hear a little bit about Stat Hero and why they provide one of the most interesting and unique fantasy sports options out there. When it comes to fantasy sports, setting your lineup, managing your team rosters, making trades, and keeping up with real-world sports events to manage your team can be a daunting workload. You see, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first-of-its-kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner-take-all. The craziest part? Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be one-on-one. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash hockey. Don't forget to use promo code hockey for a 100% match on your very first deposit. StatHero.com slash hockey. Again, StatHero.com slash hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are thinking a little bit about potential future World Cup of Hockey rosters, if such a thing happens. As I mentioned earlier in the show, of course, the NHL is not going to the Olympics, and so it is up to the league to decide what they want to do. Will we have a temporary competition? Will we have the World Cup of Hockey again? Who knows? But given that things are a little bit quiet right now, and it's, you know, a bit of a time where we can just sort of spitball and see what happens I I thought about a roster and what this might look like for Team Canada for instance and we just explored the goaltending but what about the defenders this is a very deep uh, pool of players to choose from and honestly some really good guys are going to get left off I have a hard time choosing but I I think I have a pretty workable unit that should be very interesting I'm not really thinking about handedness right now so that may come into play later But from a pure skill perspective and what these kinds of players bring, here is who I would be inviting to this tournament. The first name I want to choose is Dougie Hamilton. If you've watched Hamilton, if you've seen him with Calgary or Carolina or anyone else, you know Dougie is one of the best offensive defenders ever. This guy is a monster in possession, he's got a booming shot, and he's comfortable either on the power play or at even strength being very effective. I think that his transition ability, his strength on the puck, His vision and shooting just make him such a dangerous threat and one of the most uh, effective offensive defenders out there. I'd also be interested in bringing in Shea Theodore, another player who has unbelievable edge work, great vision, great shooting, great passing, and great spatial navigation. He is definitely one of the elite offensive defenders out there. Uh, I know that this year has been a little bit rougher, especially with all of Vegas kind of taking a step back. But when Shea is at his best, he truly is one of the elite transition defenders out there, somebody with a great release, and uh, certainly one of the most important catalysts for that Vegas offense. The third name I thought would be really cool to bring in is Thomas Shabbat. Shabbat is amazing. I know that he plays for a crap team in Ottawa, but make no mistake, Shabbat is an elite franchise defender. His calmness and composure and possession, his effortless edge work, the vision and passing and shooting that he possesses, as well as his considerable size that he uses to his advantage. He just ticks off all of these boxes, and I feel like he's one of those players that 
really gets overlooked. I don't think that people recognize just how skilled he is. Uh, he's one of the best defenders out there. He has been an amazing player on an extremely bad defense for multiple seasons now. And I, I think if he played anywhere else other than like Ottawa, he would be a superstar. There are times where Shabbat single-handedly carries the shifts that he's on. He's just that remarkable and that good. And I feel like people really are sleeping on him. Uh, another player that people might be overlooking is Aaron Ekblad. He'll be our fourth selection. Ekblad is a phenomenal two-way D. Again, very strong, very physically imposing, but he's also just very skilled. He has a good handle on space. He knows how to shut down passing and shooting lanes. He's got good vision and spatial awareness, and he knows how to offensively activate and be aggressive when it's appropriate. He's very comfortable dropping below the face-off circles, and I feel like his shooting acumen and the passing ability just makes him a really smart defender and somebody that I think could be a great player for Team Canada. After that, I'm, I'm kind of interested in the idea of bringing in Darnell Nurse. Nurse is definitely the kind of defender who doesn't really defend, but because he has so much offensive potential, and he's basically just a buzzsaw in the slot area, especially in space, I feel like you can't really say no to him. I, I think with what he brings and the kind of offensive potential that he has, he's a monster, and I, I honestly feel like He's the kind of player I might overlook his defensive shortcomings for just because his offense is so flippin' good. I know it's the Oilers, but seriously, Nurse is, you know, in possession, one of the most effective attacking defenders out there and truly a monster once he's in open space. As soon as he gets that trail route, it's probably turning into a goal. So I like him a lot. I think he would be very effective. Again, you can probably um, hide some of his shortcomings with other players on the team, but it's really hard to overlook that offensive impact that he brings. Our sixth selection is going to be somebody who is currently in the running for the Norris Trophy, and that is Kale McCarr. Kale has been on an absolute tear. He's contributing effectively at both ends of the ice. He's dominant in possession. He effortlessly creates space with vision and skating and excellent passing. He's got a booming shot. Uh, you know, his attacking instincts and spatial awareness are next level. Everything Makar does, for the most part, is just fantastic, and he's sort of growing into his role as a defensive presence as well. Once he kind of learns how to use his body positioning and not just cheat for offense constantly, like he's doing this year, I, I think he'll be one of the most complete defenders out there, and already his game has grown tremendously since his rookie season. I think he has an extremely bright future ahead, and he would be perfect for Team Canada. The seventh name we'll choose is an interesting one. I, you know, It's not a name that I often see discussed, but Jakob Chikrin, I think, would be one of my top picks. I think he's very good and very underrated. He would be an excellent attacking D, but he's also defensively dominant. He's not somebody that I think gets recognized because you know he plays for the Yotes, and their defense is thought to be very poor, but he continually performs, and he's got... Uh, great vision, great shooting, great passing. Much like everyone else that I've, I've chosen for this team, I think he has all of the right tool sets to be a modern attacking D and somebody who can specialize in transition. But, you know, he's also got great edge work and his decision-making under pressure also very good. So for these reasons, I would love to make Shikrin part of this team and certainly somebody that could rotate in or definitely take over a role from somebody else, especially if he outperforms somebody in, you know, one or two games here and there. I made this team pretty young, relatively speaking. I think a lot of the veteran D that are, that are out there just aren't playing at the same level. You know, you could make an argument for guys like Latang or Giordano or Doughty. 
maybe even Petrangelo. But, you know, at this stage, I think a lot of the guys that I mentioned are outperforming these players by a pretty significant margin. But knowing how Team Canada is, I'd expect more than a few of them to still make the cut because Team Canada always loves their veteran D. The last position to talk about, we're only going to mention a handful of names because there are so many to choose from, and honestly, it's a dizzying roster, but we'll go through like six forwards that I think might get chosen. Of course I say might, but they're probably going to be locks, and we'll find out who these players are in just a moment. Before we go any further though, I thought you should hear about BetOnline.ag and why they should be your number one choice for all of your online betting needs during this holiday season. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to play some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, BetOnline should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight with some choices for uh, Team Canada, and we've had some uh, selections for goaltender and for the defense in a fictional World Cup of Hockey roster, which the World Cup of Hockey might be a thing next year, who knows? Now that we're sitting out of the Olympics, something is going to have to happen in place of it. But uh, I'm not going to go through every single forward because this lineup would be much longer, and uh, obviously we only have so much time. But thinking about it, there are a couple of very easy names that I think would get chosen. You know, the first that comes to mind, of course, is going to be Connor McDavid. I really don't see how you can't have McDavid. He's obviously the next uh, Wayne Gretzky, so to speak, um, even if I think his career might actually exceed Gretzky's in certain areas. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there's no real reason why he would ever be left off. So he's an automatic selection. After him, I could see uh, Nate McKinnon also being chosen. Nate would be one of uh, the anchor attacking forwards out there. I think that his ability at even strength and on the power play and the way that he could just dominate shifts makes him such an easy choice. He's one of the most entertaining players I've ever gotten to watch, so I, I, I feel like there's no way they can say no to him. Where it kind of gets interesting is if you start bringing up guys like Sidney Crosby. Crosby, I still feel like he's got enough left in the tank to bring to a tournament, and I think he can definitely still rep Team Canada. He might not be as you know, elite as he once was, but he's still so good. And I think his veteran experience and certainly his ability to be a team representative, as well as, you know, the the whole legend of Crosby that his career has created, it's just almost impossible to imagine them skipping over him, even if his career at the stage is a little bit more modest than it used to be. But I, I still think that he's a phenomenal player. I think he'll get a clear call up. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. After that, it starts to get a little bit crazy because there are a lot of choices I would imagine that Ryan O'Reilly does still get the call, especially for like a two-way defensive presence. I know that his offense is maybe a little bit underappreciated, but in terms of his overall impact on the game, I think if they're looking for like an elite fourth-line center, O'Reilly would probably fit that role. You know, he's not going to be playing like two minutes a night, but certainly 
they will probably give the lion's share to guys like McDavid and some of the other forwards out there. And then you bring on O'Reilly to try and kill off shifts and just really dominate possession. Stamkos is an interesting one for me. I, I think Stamkos still has plenty left to give. He is still one of the best and most premier snipers out there. I know that he is definitely on the wrong side of 30 and he has, you know, quite a few injuries. So it's questionable if he'd even be healthy enough to go. But in terms of what he could do for this Canadian team, whether at even strength or on the power play for goal scoring efforts, I feel like he has to be one of the picks. He's got such a great release. His vision and skating are still elite. You know, he's got that uh, that wicked wrister and certainly a shot that, you know, no matter what strength situation it is, whether it's even or a power play, he can just rip it by goaltenders pretty easily. And honestly, I could see his teammate with the Lightning, Braden Point, also getting chosen. Point is one of the most creative attackers out there. He's got a nasty release. His center of gravity is low, so he's constantly strong on the puck. And he just seems to have an elusiveness that even if he doesn't look like he has some elite, elite stick handling or something, which, you know, spoiler alert, he definitely does, he still finds ways to score because he has a persistence. He's got that grit and determination. His spatial awareness is elite. His shot selection is elite. His elusiveness and ability to roll off defenders is elite. I mean, just everything that he does, he's a phenomenal player. And it's funny because, like, you know, for a while his skating wasn't really at the level of an elite center, and yet that hasn't really mattered for point. He's worked hard to improve his stride and stuff, but even still, I just think he's such a smart attacker that so much of what he does happens because his brain allows him to see plays well in advance, and he then just executes. That roster right there is a very good early starting group for the forwards. There are obviously many other players that could get chosen. You know, you've got players like Shifley, who is probably more of a long shot at this point, but Mark Stone is definitely an option. Um, Mike Hoffman, probably not, but maybe Mitch Marner would get a shot. I could definitely see Sean Couturier also getting a call. There's just so many to choose from, and it's going to be difficult for the teams to uh, really narrow it down. But I'd love to know who you would invite to a World Cup of Hockey roster. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Next week, we'll go through a few other countries and lineups and hopefully come up with some really cool teams. Maybe even a new Team North America and Team Europe. But for tonight's podcast, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.